Time does not pay. I think you better change your mind, Stone. I told you, Lug, I don't repeat myself, not more than once. The boss won't like it. I don't like this kind of operation. You can tell that to your boss. And you can tell him, too, I'm taking my business elsewhere. You can't do that, Stone. The boss controls his territory. You buy from him or nobody? I buy where I please, and I don't buy hijacked goods. Now, beat it before I have you thrown out. You're throwing who out of where? I told you I don't repeat myself. <laughs> You're so right about that, Stone. You won't repeat yourself gun, you... to me or nobody. Not with a belly full of lead, you won't. <laughs> In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Golden-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Once Too Often, starring Herbert Rudley. Does Not Pay, starring Herbert Rudley as Ollie the Log Barker in Once Too Often. There is a familiar adage that civilization, like beauty, is only skin deep. From time to time, proof of this is offered in the person of people from whom the veneer of civilization has cracked, if it ever existed for them. Ollie, known as the Log Barker, was such a person. Ollie served his boss, Boss Riggs, in several ways. One was in the collection of outstanding bills. The other, a direct outgrowth of the first, in the swift elimination of debtors who refused to pay. Ollie enjoyed his work, particularly the latter portion. To Ollie's elemental mind, death had no meaning when other people died. This made Ollie valuable to his boss and a trusted lieutenant. Lug, well, I've got a small job for you. <laughs> the rope of the peace, boy. Neither is yet. Stick around. I want you to hear this phone call. Sure. I'm sticking. Dave Stone speaking. Dave, this is Boss Riggs. Oh, hiya. This business or pleasure? Business. Can you use the shipment? Mm, what's in it? Mix, mostly scotch. A few cases of brandy, half dozen imported champagne. <laughs> You're making tie-in sales these days, Riggs? I can have the scotch if I take the other stuff. Huh? It all came off the pier together, right off the boat and right under the long noses of the customs boys. How much? Legitimate around ten grand. This way you can have it for five. That's a lot of liquor. You run a busy joint, you can use it. And more besides. Well informed, aren't you? In my business, I have to be. You want it, you can have it tonight. I haven't got the five Gs floating around just now. Too many holdups. Twenty-five hundred when the lug delivers, the rest in ten days. It's a deal. Send him over with the truck. Round 3.30? He'll be there. You heard that, Lung? I heard. Deliver the load, pick up two and a half Gs. What's this off the pier routine, boss? We hijacked that stuff night before last. It's hotter than a pistol. Well, Dave Stone don't know won't hurt him. And I want to unload. Hijacked liquor is unhealthy. Make the delivery, Lug, and be back here with the cash by 4 a.m. I'll wait for you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Keep the change, Cabby. Good evening, Mr. Backer. Stone inside? I can't say, Mr. Backer. I'll see for myself. I'm sorry. Uh, the club is full unless you have a reservation. Out of my way, jerk. I said I'll see for myself. Oh, good evening, Mr. Barker. <laughs> All you guys say the same thing. Why don't you change the script? I'm very sorry, Mr. Barker. As you see, the rope is up. A very good house tonight. Stone here? I will see, sir. Never mind, never mind. Anton, I don't think Mr. Stone is in yet. Ah, uh, now I know he's here. And he's wise. You wouldn't come off the street in those 50 cent tips if you didn't have orders. Please, Mr. Barker, a disturbance is not Out necessary. Out of my way, square head. I'm seeing Stone before he gets a chance to land. And I know the way. I've been here before, remember? Mr. Barker, please, 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 Mr. Barker, I beg of you. Lug. Yeah, the lug. Well, lug, it's three weeks. The boss gave you ten days for the balance. Two and a half G's. Pay. I don't pay for stolen goods. Who says? I do. That load was hijacked. They took me for 2500 on it. Okay, that's the way the game's played. I take my chances buying from Riggs. He takes his chances on getting paid for stolen liquor. Uh, the boss don't pay me for arguing. I want the dough. No more. Period. I think you better change your mind, Stone. I told you, Lug, I don't repeat myself. Not more than once. The boss won't like it. I don't like this kind of operation. You can tell that to your boss. You can tell him, too, that I'm taking my business elsewhere. You can't do that, Stone. The boss controls this territory. You buy from him or nobody. I buy where I please, and I don't buy hijacked goods. Now, beat it before I have you thrown out. You're throwing who out of where? I told you I don't repeat myself. Ah, you're so right about that, Stone. You won't repeat yourself a gun you... to me or nobody. Not with a belly full of lead, you won't. You blast nobody else, you gun crazy goon! All right, Anton. Now we call the cops. Sit down, Barker. I want to talk to you. Who are you? Assistant District Attorney. My name's Fulton. <laughs> The one what invented the steamboat? Cut it out, Barker. You're in no spot to get fresh with me. Well, I'll get out of this rap. Just wait. Not a chance. Two witnesses caught you at the scene with a gun in your hand. The boss will fix the rap. You can't fix the killing, Barker. You've been around long enough to know that. Well, I've been around long enough to know that no DA comes down to this thinking jail just to talk. That depends, Barker. On what? On what we might talk about. I thought you said the boss couldn't fix no killing. The boss, as you call your employer, Riggs, can't fix anything. But he can cost the taxpayers a lot of money by hiring the kind of lawyers who stretch your case for a week. Yeah, well, that's all right with me. The jury gets sick and tired of them, the libel let me off. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they may get so angry at losing valuable time from their regular work, they'll convict you. And a first-degree murder conviction, Barker. Well, a man with your record doesn't get pardoned. Okay, Spieler, so get to the point. You want to fry me. It'll look good next election. I'm not especially anxious to, uh, as you put it, fry you, Barker. No? For what then? You making with a deal? In a way. I want a conviction. 
You don't want to fuss. Now, there may be common ground someplace in between. Look, mouthpiece, them fancy words mean something, I know. Suppose you spell it out for me, nice and slow. We don't have to go to trial at all, Barker. Well, one minute you got me all strapped in a hot seat, next you say I don't even have to go to no trial. Make up your mind. The judge might accept the plea of manslaughter. Oh, at last he tells me. Cop a plea. You talk to my mouthpiece? Riggs hasn't hired one yet. I'm talking to you. Oh, uh, I gotta see a lawyer. You guys got too many tricks. Now, look, this is very simple, Barker. Even you should understand. Now, look. You stand trial, you'll go to the chair. I don't believe there's any doubt about it. You plead guilty to second-degree manslaughter, behave yourself in prison, you come out alive. After not too much time. How much time? Well, it depends on the judge. I'd say about five years. No more than seven or eight. I'm not promising that, Barker, but that's the usual thing. Well, Barker? Well, I don't know. You get your life. I get my conviction. The state saves expense. Everybody gets a break. How about it? <laughs> you know, you sound like just one of those characters at a circus. Step right up, folks. Everybody wins. Nobody loses. Everybody wins. no joke, Barker. Killing a man is no joke. Except maybe to someone like you. What do you say? Take it or leave it. You think I'm a dunk? Of course I'm taking it. Match. What else? Well, Lug, I must say you look well. Big house seems to agree with you. You're putting on weight. Yeah. I'm being a good boy, like you said. Me? <laughs> I'm assistant in the library. Next thing, I'll be babysitting for the warden and his missus. <laughs> and your spirits are high. Good boy. Yeah. On visiting days, we always have dumplings. <laughs> Lug, you're all right. Am I? What? What's cooking, boys? Progress. We're making progress. You've been saying that for almost three years. Progress. Never heard of it. Now, the parole commission is very touchy, especially in cases like yours. Too bad about them. They don't have to sit around this joint and say yes to the screws. They don't like deals in murder cases. Well, it was all legal and everything, wasn't it, boys? Worked out fine. Your friendly assistant D.A. made D.A. Now he's on his way to Congress. Yeah. But where am I on my way to? Besides, back to a cell. Just a little more time, Lug. I've been a good boy. I'm saying sir to my teeth. Easy, Lug. Take it easy. Just a little while more. I'm getting to the commission again next month, and I got a hunch you'll be out before you know it. Hey, hey, boss. Can I come back to work for you like before? You'll be on the payroll again. And I'll find something for you to do. You know I always take care of my boy. Oh, sure, sure, I know. But time's a wasting, boss. Get me out of here. I'm itching for action. Just get me out of here and you won't be sorry. Huh? I, uh, I picked up a few new tricks from the fellas here. So wait till you see me in action again, boss. Oh, wait till you see me in action. <laughs> In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Once Too Often.
Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Herbert Rudley as Ollie the Lug Barker in Once Too Often. In due course, the good offices of the boss and his battery of legal talent worked for Ollie. The Lug came out of prison on parole. The warden delivered his usual lecture. The guards, hardly fooled by the good behavior which had marked the Lug's sojourn in the big house, escorted him to the gate and he was on his own. Fully prepared to make his own way back to the city and the boss, the lug was surprised to find the car waiting at the gate. Ollie, want a ride? Oh, Nick. <laughs> Joey, what are you doing here? Well, that's easy to figure, isn't it? Older brother calls for younger brother and hopes he can help the young fellow go straight. Uh, you don't sound like you believe that yourself. I'm not sure I do, but Ma wanted me to come up here, so I did. Get in. Don't mind if I do. to come home? Could be. Ain't seen the old lady since the day I caught that plea in court. You were lucky they let you off that easy. It was a deal. Connection. You gotta have connection. I suppose you do. In my business you do. Meaning not in mine? <laughs> Unless you do a lot of cleaning. The boss could help you in that racket, you know. He runs the cleaners in town. No, thanks. I'm doing all right. If I need any connections, maybe I'll ask you. The tailor business not so hot, Joey? It's honest. But not so hot. The kids are growing up honest. <laughs> like I didn't? Well, if you want to put it that way. I ain't no more dishonest than you. I do like I'm told. I get paid, I don't double-cross nobody, and I give what I get paid for. That's honest. Yeah, I suppose that's why you went to prison. That was an accident. How should I know that squarehead and the doorman was there to grab me? And that the doorman had a blackjack? Hmm. Can't figure everything. And I still say I'm honest. Come on, cut it out, Ollie. You've been sulking for an hour. Okay, I agree. In your way, you're honest. Okay, okay, forget it. Well, cheer up, kid. We're almost home. Yeah. I ain't forgot the neighborhood. Even the same garbage cans like ten years ago. Pon Ma could move, but uh, Ma, well, you know how she is. Yeah, I know. I know about Pa, too. <laughs> He's still coming home stiff on Saturday? He works hard. He's got a right to his relaxation. Even Ma says so. <laughs> now she says so. Boy, she used to smack him around plenty. <laughs> you remember the night she wanted to jump on it with both feet? We had to hold it down? Yeah, well, they were both a lot younger then. She'd be glad to see you, Ollie. So far. Well, she do. Pray over me, because I knocked off a bum who should... Well, what if she does? Will it hurt you to please her? Okay, okay. It was only asking. Just behave yourself. You get me? Look who's giving orders. Big brother. Yeah, and I can still take you any time, any place, and I will if you make one crack in front of Ma. Hey, where do you think you're going? Out. They sure put traffic lights at perfect corners. Get back in. I'm blocking traffic. There's you. I gotta go into that store. Something I wanna buy. See the sign? That's a hot shop, brother. Ma's expecting you. Tell her I'll be around. <laughs> tell her I gotta see my boys about getting my job back first. And tell her I stopped in the hot shop to get me some tools for my work. See you later, Joey. Come on, get going. You're blocking traffic. And thanks for the ride. Think that Jalapa holds together for another four blocks? <laughs> 
in. Hiya, boys. The log. Well, you made it fast. Yeah, my brother called for me. You a brother? Why not? And a father and a mother, too. <laughs> That's a switch. I thought you came into the world full grown. How come your brother was waiting at the gate? Ah, he wants me to come home. Well, maybe not him so much, but Ma does. You know, Lug, that might not be such a bad idea. Me? Living home? After three years in college? Oh, are you kidding? There's nothing a probation officer likes quite as much as a parolee who's living with his mother and going straight. Oh, I get it. A cover-up. No, Lug. No cover-up. I mean it. I mean it straight. You... You mean you want me to go straight? I do. But look at that chance, boys. I live home like you and Ma want, see? Everybody thinks I'm doing okay. Maybe I even work for my brother to live in suits or something. And all the time I'm doing jobs for you and nobody knows the difference. Sorry, Lug. No deal. But you said... What did I say, Lug? You said I could have my old job back. I didn't say when. I ain't had no action. I'm burning up the... You didn't say when. Figure it a minute, will you, Lug? What good are you to me right now? Just as good. Maybe better than before. You're on parole. Every cop around will be watching you. They probably know you're here right now. Any job you do, they'll trace right back to me. I can't have that, Lug. I'm sorry, but I can't risk my business like that. Then what you spring me for? Because I always take care of my boys. You're on the payroll, kid. Half pay, but that's not bad. Uh... I don't want no dough for doing nothing. You'll be doing something. You'll be staying away, far away from me. One of the boys will bring you your dough every Friday. I want to work. I tell you, I got great ideas. No dice, Lug. You do one job and you'll go back and finish out your term. Nobody's got to know. But they'll know, Lug. Believe me, they'll know. Look, boy, I left Joey at a traffic light, see? On account of because there was a hot shop on the corner, which I knew from the old days. Look, look what I got, boy. Sword off 38, spring night. Got a five-inch blade. Shelf for the 38. Besides what's in the cylinder now, an ice pick. All I got to do is file it a little at the point. <laughs> Didn't I do good, boy? All this stuff, and I ain't been out six hours yet. Lug, don't you know you violated your parole just by carrying these things? You don't have to use them, just carrying them is enough. But you said I'd have my job back, so I picked up my tools. Out, Lug. Out. What do you mean, boss? Scram. Beat it. Blow. In other words, no work here, Lug. But you said... You reminded me about that before. I told you no. Not now, and I mean it. You're through. And if you're not out of here in five seconds flat, you'll go off the payroll as well. I do the dirty work. I go to serve. I'm the guy who gets the juice mill. I'm the guy who says serve to the school. Shut up, Lug. I won't shut up. I won't let you talk to me like I was a school kid. Get out. I, now. I never cost nobody in my life. You've got no right to cross me. Any more of this and you won't get out of here alive. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm the guy who knocked off Louis Davis. I'm the guy who took care of Numbers Jackson. I'm the guy who blew a hole in Dave Stone. Nobody talks to me like that. Nobody. You want me to call the boys, Lug? You don't call nobody. Not when I got this in my hand. Lug. A five-inch blade, boss. Lug. Brand new. Sharp as anything. Stay away from me, Lug. Too late, man. Lug. You cut me, Lug. You cut me, your boss. You cut me. You bleed like anybody, boss. And all over the rug, too. That's not too bad. 
Does it hurt, boss? Does it hurt nobody like that, huh? With a five-inch blade? Does it? You shouldn't have done it, boss. You shouldn't have thrown me out. You shouldn't have tried to throw me out. So the inside of the pants up so they won't get all frayed so quick. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I'll be with you in a minute, Ali. Uh, anything else on the suit, sir? Uh, I could check the pockets for holes. Clean and press. Yes, sir. Now, uh, will next uh, Tuesday be all right? Mm, kind of wanted it for the weekend. Saturday afternoon, maybe? Well, I couldn't promise, sir. I'll do my best. Well, how much? Uh, take trouser cuff, check pockets, clean and press. Two fifty, sir. Here's your slip, sir. And uh, stop in Saturday. I'll try to have it ready. Thanks. I'll be here. See you Saturday. Okay, Ollie, what do you want? You don't have to be so tough. I come home like you said I should. Yeah, I see. Only this store ain't home. What'd you hear from your boss? Nothing. And I ain't going to hear nothing. He fire you? I said I ain't going to hear nothing from him. Well, go on up the house. Ma's waiting. Well? You, uh... You're going to let me work for you, Joey? You can start delivering on Saturdays, maybe. I'm busy Saturday. What's wrong with you? You going straight, Ollie? My wife, I should, don't you? First time you ever cared what she... Get your hand out of that jacket pocket, Ollie. That ain't your jacket. I'm responsible for it as long as it's in my store. There's nothing in it anyway. I know you, Ollie, from way back. There's nothing in it now. You saying I took something? I know you did. Open your hand. Okay, okay. Nothing but a lousy half a buck. Give it here. Finders keepers. That's stealing, Ollie. I found it. It's mine. You stole it from a customer's pocket. Give it here, I said. I never stole nothing. Uh, except maybe fruit from in front of the grocers when we was kids. I want that half dollar. <laughs> Come and get it. I told you I can still lick you. Uh, don't touch me, Joey. That's I'm it. sick of you. I'm sick of making Ma think you're doing okay. I'm sick of hearing what a wonderful boy her baby is when I know... What do you know, Joe? You know I'm dangerous? Huh? And hot in a pistol? You know I just give it to the boss, Joey? Did you? Ollie. Shut up, you mealy mouth toy machine jockey. I'm sick of your baloney. Ollie, put away that gun. Sure, sure. I'll put it away, Joey. After I'm done using it. Ollie. <laughs> Wouldn't even let me have a lousy half a buck. Anything wrong in here, Joe? The folks next door think they heard it. Oh, no, you don't. I remember you. Break the other wrist with my nightstick, too. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Next to cop killers, Lug, we hate mugs who kill in their own families. Oh, I said, this time you'll fry. Time does not pay. <laughs> Herbert Rudley, who starred as Ollie the Lug Barker in Once Too Often, will be back with you in just a moment.
Now here in person is Herbert Rutledge. At first glance, there may seem to be little or no moral to the story of Ollie the Lug. Ollie was a killer and found the end reserved for criminals of his type. But the fact remains that Ollie did kill once too often, more because of the eagerness of the authorities to achieve a conviction than because of any skill of his own in evading the law. Until proper provision is made for the correct scientific study of every person like Ollie who comes within the purview of the law, cases like Ollie will continue to be handled as ordinary cases. People like Ollie will continue to be a menace to society as a whole. Here, in terms of life or death for everyday citizens, we can see once again that for all of us, as well as for the criminals, crime does not pay. Thank you, Mr. Rutley. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Mark B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Garth. Technical consultant is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you have just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. Thank you.